And we are back, Devils on the Rush, episode 21. Devils played three games this week against the Montreal Canadiens. We stole the throne from the Kings, and we put a touchdown on the Flyers. A big week, exciting week. I think most of our listeners are pretty happy right now with uh, the recent news of last night, but we'll get into that in, in a little bit. Let's start off with the Canadians, Alejandro. A um, little bit of a disappointing game, but I think there was a, a general excuse, if you will, for, for the performance that night. What, what did you see, Alex? Yeah, so I didn't think they actually played that bad against the Canadians. You know, it's just Montembeau. He's kind of done that from time to time this season. He's goalied teams, and he basically did that to the Devils. You know, they, I guess there were some up-and-down moments in that game for New Jersey, but for the most part, they really controlled play against Montreal. Uh, you know, the Canadians did not have the better of the scoring chances and the shots at 5-5. Um, I think what the Devils... Got it was close. forty to eighteen on shots, and they also blocked an additional twenty-eight shots. Yeah. Uh, so if there was one game to say they got goalied, uh, this was this. This was this game. Yeah, I was going to say the Dells got pretty close to forty shots on goal. From what I remember, I thought it was like thirty-eight or thirty-nine. So I guess I wasn't too far off on that. Um, but yeah, they played fine. And then you know we found out. I remember I, obviously during morning skate. Uh, that Tuesday or whatever it was, you know, we found out Marino was sick and he was a game time decision. And then Ruff said afterward that there were some other players dealing with um, you know, some issues. Uh, I guess you know, flu Seems bug like it was a team bug of some sort yeah. um, that went around the locker room. Um, and to your point, yeah, they played they played really well. They dominated, uh, you know, ex- you know the the quote unquote winnow meter. I think it was like yeah, ninety to, to ten. Or, yeah, ten ninety to ten on that one. Um, but it was just you know poor poor mental lapses in the defensive zone, stupid mistakes, and not the best showing from the VTech. Yeah, that was the rare night off from Vanacek this season. You don't really, you, I can't really think of like too many clunkers. Obviously, there was his first start with the Devils ever, that Red Wings game in the second game of the year, and then he had like a little bit of a you know down run in uh, December. But for the most part, he's been one of the you know the better goalies in the league this season. Definitely a top uh, ten goalie in the league this season. Yeah, I agree with that as well. So um, yeah, he just had an off night against the Canadians and. He was on that crazy stretch where he was, um, what, like 12-0-1 in his previous 13 games or something, so he was due for a regulation loss, and it happened. And obviously you want to bag the two points against a team like Montreal, but it is what it is. As we'll get into here in a little bit, they made up for it for the rest of the week. So, um, and you know, I would have been concerned in the Canadiens game um, if the Devils hadn't played well, but they did play well, so... Um, you know, I don't really have any issues with that. We found that the team was sick. Um, and so, you know, what else are you going to do? Um, I think one of the standout, you know, performances from that game, if I remember right, um, was the top line of, uh, Tomas Tatar, Nico Escher, and Dawson Mercer again. Uh, they just kind of building off what Ruff had put together, um, you know, from the previous week after Jack Hughes returned from his injury. Uh, you know, Mercer is just... I mean, there's not enough good things to say about him. The, you know, the previous, I guess, week and a half, week or so, um, 
you know, there was obviously talk of him going in the trade to Timo Meyer. I thought that was a long shot to begin with. But, would have never allowed that. I, I yeah. would have drove to Newark Airport and just yeah. put a kibosh on that real quick. Yeah, there was. I was like, it was a big time long shot that he was going in that trade. You know, no matter what. But like, I think his play in the recent, you know, couple of games obviously squashed any chance, slim chance of that happening. Um, so yeah, that line played really well. Uh, there was there was just a lot to like in that game other than the scoreboard. Um, and, you know, it happens. Not every team. The Canadians have been kind of pesky this season. They've beaten some good teams here and there. And, and it is what it is. And we moved on to the next couple of games, which turned out to be pretty exciting. Yeah, pretty pretty damn exciting. Um, one one note, um, Jesper scored a goal. Jack Hughes got another point. And, and as you said, well, he got two points that game. And as you said, uh, Dawson continued uh, his hot streak, um, which is encouraging to see. And I even think I texted you some point in the week. You know, if 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 Dawson really is in this trade, you know, the Sharks are going to have to send a, a first back our way just to get him. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of playing at that level. You know, at one point it didn't. It was going to be like kind of questionable if he got to twenty goals this season, but it sure looks like he's getting to twenty goals. So. Um, like, was he at 19 or did he scored a, how many times did he score against the Flyers? I missed that game, obviously. He, he only had one. He should have had two. Um, he had a glorious opportunity in the first or second, um, that Nico fed him and he, he shot it real high. Um, but he did pot one. And then I think he definitely had two against the Kings, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So. He had the, the game tying and the game winning goal against Los Angeles. Yeah, he should have 20 goals by next week. So, uh, yeah, so could be if, next he, game. if he keeps this up. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot to like about his game. It looks like, you know, he's starting to kind of come into his own, I guess, in the NHL. He's been up and down to this point. But now that ever – and there is a big difference with him in top six and bottom six minutes. Anytime he's in the top six, either mostly with Jack Hughes to this point, he had really thrived, but – now he's with Tatar and Heischer, and it's just kind of like proving the point that even with Meyer on the squad now that Mercer needs to keep getting these top six minutes because that's when he's his most productive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this consistency has done him wonders, and obviously playing with a stud like Nico uh, doesn't hurt either, right? And Yeah, and, definitely. And, and, and the thing about him too is, is you know, he's not afraid to get in the dirty areas, uh, score gritty goals, um, and, you know, also having a line mate like Tatar, I think helps too, because Tatar has no problem going and being that physical presence on that line that they need. Um, so overall, that line is just super talented, but also super gritty at the same time. It's 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 a really it's a really great fit that Lindy's found uh, in this in, in in the home stretch of the season. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. And you know, obviously, not every line combo plays every game uh, together, but uh, there's no reason to break these guys up for the foreseeable future. Yeah, especially with a uh, new team member as well. Yeah, well, I'll be writing about that for uh, Infernal Access uh, for tomorrow, actually. Uh, maybe even today, depending on when you're listening to this. So, Yeah, and you also did put out a great piece, uh, Trade Grades, uh, for the Hockey Writers, uh, which I read through today. And uh, everyone go check that out because Alex gave his Trade Grades uh, on, on the big deal that we will get into shortly. But before we do that, let's let's talk about the Kings game. Um, they were down most of this game. Um, yeah, I don't then, think they ever had a lead, right? 
until the final score, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, you know, they were playing well. Um, I think they were dominating the Kings. Uh, they definitely outshot them. But, um, you know, just a couple mental lapses. It was a little frustrating in the first. Um, but then Tatar broke through and got that late one in the second. Alex, what did you see in the Kings game? Yeah, so Lindy Ruff hinted at it, uh, not hinted at it, he said it in his uh, post-game press conference. He's like, I really liked our first period except for two shifts, and those were the two shifts where the Kings scored to go up 2-0 in the first period. But the Devils were definitely the better team that game, and it, it was looking like at one point they were going to get goalied again, uh, this time by Phoenix Copley, who's been you know at least an average starter um, for the Kings this season, which is a lot better than what they've gotten from Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick, but... It looked like they were going to get goalied again because they were definitely the better team than Los Angeles that game. Um, I really I thought for like pretty much the entirety of it, um, they just weren't getting rewarded on the score sheet until much later in the game. Um, but I thought they were playing well again, and it started again with the Tarhisha Mercer line. Um, I mean, they they won that game. They combined for the first goal the Mercer tied it, and then they had all four goals. Let's just be honest with them. It, yeah, did they have all four goals? I thought it was three of four. No, Tatar, Mercer, Nico, Mercer. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So they won that. They literally won that game for that that uh, against Los Angeles. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was an impressive performance. Even Tatar's backhand. That was yeah. you know it, it felt like we were going to need something a little special to break through. And once he got that, you know the team had confidence going into the third. Uh, Mercer scores a quick one going into the right right at the. Right at the start of the third, we're like, "All right, we're we're back in this tie game," uh, and then gave up a, a killer. Um, it was it was a juicy rebound off uh, Blackwood, which we've uh, I think become a little accustomed to. Actually, Vanek because uh, Blackwood didn't he's black, been out with the injury, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. I don't think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, the black one. When did Blackwood get hurt? I think it was the previous week, right? Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> we'll go with it. We'll go Listen, with there's it. Lot, there's been a lot that's going on the last few days with the Devils. Uh, oh, man, that's embarrassing. Yeah, uh, VTech did play that game. So yeah, uh, apologies there. Yeah. Apologies there. Yeah, that's right, because uh, Kopitar undressed him on the first goal. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Apologies to our listeners. As I said, it was a late night last night just trying to feel, find out what the other side of the damn deal was. Um, but yeah, uh, quick, you know, it was it was a good devil's effort, though. It's, I mean, it's yeah. a devil's effort that we've become accustomed to this year. Um, comeback wins. I think they're second in the league in comeback wins. Um, yeah. They have an incredible record when giving up the first goal. So I feel like they're almost like, all right, guys, why don't you, we'll, we'll give you a goal, you know, to start. And then we'll come back and beat you. Um, one thing that I thought was a little bit noticeable in the Kings game, and I did text you that, and then you told me to, quote, unquote, eat shit, um, was that uh, Jack didn't look so good in that game. <laughs> <laughs> and I texted you in the third. Uh, there was there was a couple of noticeable plays where, uh, I think it was on the third goal, actually, where he turned the puck over and then had a... Yeah, I think it was the third goal. Yeah, and then he had a soft effort on the boards that led to the led to the third goal in the defensive zone. Um, so, but then listen, he comes back. They got the empty net, 
And uh, he he makes a remarkable no look pass to Nico right in front. And Nico deflects yeah. it in. Um, you know, as, listen, he he made me stick my foot in my mouth real hard on that one. But it's good to see that he's. And we saw it in the Flyers game too. He really came back um, with with a strong performance, and and seems like he's starting to get his legs under him again after being out for a couple games with the injury. Yeah, I, like the thing with Jack is like he did obviously didn't have his greatest game against Los Angeles, but like even when he doesn't have a good game, <clears throat> he's still there's oh you can't like rule him out doing he's still something. a superstar yeah. he's a superstar it That's is what, what it superstars is. do exactly like they may be having a bad game but they still find a way to make something happen which is what he did on the game tying goal um that pass was right on the money there's not that many players who could just like put it perfectly on the tape like that for a redirect which also nico's redirect was perfect copley had no chance of stopping it so um yeah, I mean that was like obviously the the comeback wins are great, but um you know I think come playoff time they're going to have to get off to better starts. Um it's not that they're even playing poorly in some of these games where they fall behind, they just kind of happen to fall behind because of circumstance, but when you get against the playoffs it's, you're playing against the best of the best now and like you know maybe the Rangers you know they might be a little more susceptible to come back wins because they're not the greatest defensive team either but like if you advance and you have to play someone like i don't know i i guess like tampa or toronto or whatever uh they might not or the hurricanes the or the hurricanes yeah, Car- yeah carolina uh carolina's the, the thing is a little suspect but yeah i think they need to start getting out ahead of in some of these games because come playoff time coming trying to come back all the time it's not really a great formula Hundred percent. But the other thing is too, even against the Rangers, if you start off slow and Igor's on that night, it's yeah. gonna be a long night. Yeah, I mean Shesterkin's been having his struggles lately. he's below a nine hundred save percentage in his last eighteen games. I was looking at that. Oh, and that may have changed after the Kings game on Sunday evening. But before that he had been struggling, but like a goalie with his talent, like it, you know, it doesn't take a lot to get on like a heater in a short series like that, like he did it against Pittsburgh. Last I was just going to say that, that. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you don't want to do that. Um, and, it, I mean, and maybe Timo Meyer can help the Devils catch the Hurricanes for first place, but it's a long shot right now. So it really looks like it's going to be a Devils-Rangers first round. I don't think um, it's a long shot. I mean, there's less. I mean, against them because I think Carolina's still got games in hand on New they Jersey. Have one, they have one game in hand. But the thing is, is the gap between the Hurricanes – and the Devils is smaller than the gap between the Devils and the Rangers. What are they now? Three points, um, Carolina. Yeah, three points, and it you know they do have the game in hand. But uh, let's let's look at the current standings. Yeah, it's only three points with a game in hand. But the Devils have a game in hand on the Rangers, and that is six points. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I mean, if they catch Carolina, that'd be great because obviously you're getting one of the wild card teams that you shouldn't really have a problem with in the first round. Um, but Rangers Devils will, I mean, especially I know Patrick Kane is you can. There's a lot of he's he's a divisive player these days. But if the Rangers get Patrick Kane too, it's better not be, go on the better not go on the penalty kill. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one hell of a, a series. And so it's a good thing the Devils ended up with Meyer, which we're going to get to here in a couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, they definitely need to get uh, to better starts. Um, in I just. They have to get used to playing ahead instead of coming from behind uh, all the time. Like we know they can come back from games, but now I think they, and hopefully Meyer can kind of help them get off to faster starts on the scoreboard. 
um, that they get used to playing ahead because these it's not going to be as easy to come back in the playoffs. Yeah, especially in playoff game. hockey, the neutral zone gets clogged. It's a it's a it's more physical game. Yeah, and it's generally a, a lower scoring game too. Um, so you know you're playing against really good teams when it comes to the playoffs. So. I definitely agree with you there. We need to come out to quicker starts and be able to lock down some of these games going into the third where you where you don't have to rely on an extra skater or 30 seconds left on the clock to to tie it or or win it, you know, which yeah, we've exactly. seen which we've seen with these cardiac kids uh more recently uh, or more often than not this season. Um anything else you want to add from from those two games? Uh, no, that covers it for me. You know, obviously I wasn't around for the Flyers game because I had a wedding, so can't comment on that. But, uh, yeah, um, before we get to the Flyers game, I think we're going to take a quick break and we're going to bring on a special guest uh, to give uh, their special analysis of the Flyers game. So, uh, we'll be right back. And we're back from break. So, Alex, it's uh, to my understanding, you were at a commish for the Flyers game on Saturday night. So, with that being said, I think we're bringing in a special guest for some in-game analysis. Not only a special guest, but uh, our first human guest on the pod. Uh, let's welcome Mrs. Fisherman to Devils on the Rush. How you doing, Mrs. Fisherman? Just thrilled to be here. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, Absolutely thrilled. So let's start off with some softballs here. Now, um, what is your relationship with hockey? Uh, usually wings and Twizzlers. Wings and Twizzlers, okay. Yeah, now, how, if you had to give an estimate, how many hockey games have you been to in your lifetime? Um, in college, I would say two. Okay. Now, uh, where did you go to college? That's an identifier. I, I will not give up that information. Okay. Okay. Uh, sounds good. So uh, when you went to the game on Saturday night, what did you see on the ice? I saw some men in tights uh, those dancing are, very gracefully. Those would be long oh, wow. stockings. Those would be long stockings. Now, um, you say tomato, I say tomato. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, wh- wh- who who do you think was the best player on the ice Saturday night? The Heineken. The Heineken. Okay. Uh, now, yeah, so that wasn't on the ice. That was. It was on ice. There was no uh, Heineken on the ice. There was Heineken on ice. So yes, there was. Oh, okay, fair, fair enough. We <laughs> did have we did. game against Toronto. There was actually Heineken on the ice. Like, yeah, unfortunately, some Devils fans threw some uh, Heineken on the ice. Yeah, but really? yeah, now um, no, mine went into the recycling. Yeah. Okay. It now uh, we we were lucky enough to be sitting in a box. Uh, it was a little Benny that season ticket holders got this season. Now, what was your favorite part of the game? The end. The end. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Now, what what did you think of the pageantry uh, beforehand with honoring the 2003 uh, team? Yeah, that was nice. They got the red carpet out. I was a little disappointed in the looks, though. Everyone was wearing the same jersey with the scarlet letter. You'd think they would have like done it up a little bit. Little sparkles. <laughs> well, what, what do you mean done it up? They were all on the same team, so they all wear the same jersey. Yeah, but I know. You're coming out on the red carpet. You got to, like, bring it a little bit, don't you? No, I like think some heels, you... maybe, like, big hair, some sparkles. Okay, okay. Uh, interesting assessment there. Um, now, did did is there one player? How many players could you name on the Devils? One. And who's that? 
Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, Just yeah. because I hear you scream it. Yeah, all the time. Not in bed, but. Well, maybe in my dreams. But uh, <laughs> Alex, you have any, 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 any questions for our special guest here? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, I can't blame her for, you know, saying the end was the best since it was seven, nothing. Um, it's not like it was a good game, I guess, you know, if you're just a yeah, casual Flyers observer. fans probably agree with me. Yeah, yeah. There was one Flyers fan in the box and uh, let's just say oh, she was, wasn't too happy. I was going to say yeah, that poor soul. I mean, yeah. Oof. Yeah. Now, um, now, uh, one, one more question for us. Uh, what are your thoughts on Timo Meyer? Is this the Timo time you told me to look up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Great. All right. I did not look it up. Okay. It's great alliteration. Yep. Their marketing <laughs> team did a good job. Okay. That's it. Sure. Your did season you, ticket money hard at work. Did you, did you, did you, okay. Okay. Well, uh, with that being said, I think that's our in-depth analysis uh, on the Flyers game. Do you uh, have any more questions for me? I'm a wealth of knowledge like, over here. What, what do you think Timo Meyer brings to the team? What's his, what's his best asset? Should I pull up a picture? Yeah, let's see. Okay. Uh, I, I see where this is going around. Is it shirtless? Uh, I can. I think there you was a probably, shirtless one. I think, yeah, that's probably floating out there somewhere. If the hockey players were shirtless, then I might watch it. Really? Okay. How about this? What do we think? I don't hate it. Yeah, you don't hate it? Yeah. <laughs> Big power forward. He's got great glasses on. What about his traps? <laughs> All right. Yeah, could be bigger. Some gymnasts with bigger traps. To really? Me, to okay, honest, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And and one last uh, man. Female rocket. gymnast, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fair. How about what do you think? Uh, what do you think of this one? I I mean, it's just the face. I thought we were getting like the whole uh, upper body. Come on, right? Uh, upper see, body injury versus lower body injury. I need the upper body full. What She's got the lingo down. Lower body yeah, injury, yeah. upper body injury. It's very. Like hairless, it's like a dolphin. Well, yeah, that's a lot of hockey players. All right, uh, I, I, for for our fans at home, that was a picture of Miles Wood uh, and wow, the other man. Okay. I was the other wondering who you the other man about. rocket on the team. Uh, he doesn't perform on the ice, but I think he performs off. So, uh, with that being said, uh, we really appreciate you joining us uh, tonight. Now, uh, any final thoughts before you depart? Uh, I think. I'm very excited to have supported you in this journey this year because mm-hmm. not only have I gone to one hockey game this year, which was my quota for 2023, I have been to two. Wow. Wow. So we've we've exceeded the quota. Do, do you think you have a third in you? TBD. Playoffs. Maybe a playoff. Maybe a playoff game? If yeah. there's a box involved, I didn't hate that. That I, was okay. Okay. Well, I don't think we'll have a box for the playoffs. Um <laughs> But, but, uh, well, if you do, I'm here. I'm your girl. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening and, uh, you can get back to your regular scheduled programming. All right. Thank you. Well, let me tell you, that was a real in-depth analysis of the Flyers game there, uh, from a very special guest. So thank you again to, uh, Mrs. Fisherman for hopping on to, uh, take Alejandro's, uh, spot there. Um, yeah. Hope to have her back on in the future. Yeah, maybe. Uh, all I can say is, Alex, please don't miss any more games. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do my best, especially come playoff time. I'll be around for everything. So, 
Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, thank you again to Mrs. Fisherman and that in-depth analysis uh, of Timo Meyer's traps. Um, so as <laughs> now, now we're getting to the part of the show that I think all of our listeners have been waiting for uh, and, and uh, you know, what caused quite a stir this weekend. And it was one of those things where, you know, the devil's have been rumored for since the start of time, you know, Timo Meyer, Mike Rupp, I think it was seven or 18 days straight tweeting about it. Uh, every insider said devils, Timo, devils, Timo, and maybe the hurricanes or Knights or some mystery team. But from, from, from the get go, it was devils and Meyer and Sunday night, we were gifted with another stellar Fitz performance. Uh, and we landed the big fish. We landed the big fish. Let me tell you, listeners, it is Timo time, baby. Here we go. Alex, um, I know you touched on it on your article, and please, everyone, go read the in-depth analysis Alex did on the Hockey Writers. It, it's a great piece, uh, given team grades for both the New Jersey Devils and the San Jose uh, Sharks. Um, but, Alex, just initial thoughts. I mean, what, what, what are you thinking now? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, they can score the Devils. There's no question about that. But they were missing like a different type of score, and they got that with Meyer. Uh, he's not like the he's not like a scorer in the sense that you would think of with like Nico or Jesper or Jack. Um, he's like a big power forward who gets the high danger areas. He creates a lot of shots and chances for himself. He doesn't rely on players to create for for them or for him, and he can create for other players too. Um, yeah, it's just the type of power forward that they were missing in their top six, and now they got it. Um, and with what you're looking at in the rest of the Eastern Conference, you know, with the Rangers getting Tarasenko, and it looks like Patrick Kane is just a matter of when, not if. Uh, what Toronto is doing with Ryan O'Reilly, um, Nola Chari, Sam Lafferty, Jake McCabe. I, I mean, the Islanders, they kind of look like they might make the playoffs at this point, so they got Bo Horvat. It's just an arms race in the Eastern Conference, and they had to do something. Um, and they, they paid up for it um, in getting Timo Meyer. Um, and he's going to really add a different element to this team, especially once he gets settled in and figures out the system and who he fits with best as alignmates and stuff like that. Um, just kind of the perfect piece that the, the team was really missing up front, and they finally got him. Yeah, I mean, uh, at the at the sake of quoting uh, one of my favorite childhood bands, it's not a scene; it's a goddamn arms race. Uh, it's been wild, um, wild ride. Super happy to get him on the team, especially for the playoff push. Um, we're gonna need someone physical up there. Six one two twenty. The dude's uh, absolute monster uh i would be lying if i didn't spend my first half of day at the office today just watching timo highlights i think there was one goal that uh i kept re-watching against the ducks where he gets tripped like twice gets back to his knees and just rockets one into the net i mean this is the guy that i've wanted forever that i've been I've been hammering home. We need size up front. We need size up front. And this guy brings it. He brings a level of grittiness. He's not afraid to drop the gloves if he needs to, although I hope he doesn't have to because uh, want to keep him healthy. Um, and gosh, looking at that PP1 with him on the wing, it just brings a whole nother, a whole nother element that they really haven't had. Uh, he's just a pure goal scorer. 
uh, and any which way. He's got a rocket of a shot. He gets in front of the net. He can score. Um, man, they got the best player available at the deadline um, or, or, you know, for the trade trade season. Um, and it's just it, it's, it's an exciting time to be the Devils. And if anything, you know, it's a reward for the team, right? This team's a little bit ahead of schedule, but they, they you know, when you have a cabinet of prospects that the Devils have and you don't lose Nemich, you don't lose Luke Hughes, you don't lose Dawson Mercer, you don't lose Alexander Holtz, you don't lose Casey, uh, you don't lose uh, Grut- Grutziak. Uh, I just butchered his name. Um, you, <laughs> yeah, you can fill yeah, in there for Yeah, Grutziak, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just another another stellar performance from Tommy Fitz in the front office. Yeah, they did really well in this and. I guess, you know, obviously they didn't get the contract extension with the trade, but I I would, you know, kind of assume that that lowered the cost a little bit for the Devils to get him. That's probably why they kept someone like Colts um, or, and or Seamus Casey. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the contract extension in a second, I guess. Um, but, you know, that the fact that they just have – it's not like he's a UFA this – Summer and he's an RFA, so they have a year and a half to figure out something. But um, yeah, I mean, they didn't really give up any of their best prospects. Um, you know, Shakir Mukhamadulin looks like he does have a good NHL future, but the Devils are so stacked defensively uh, on their back end with prospects that they could afford to move someone like him. Um, I mean, if we're, we're being honest with you, he's probably our fourth or fifth ranked prospect yeah overall and he's you know behind Hughes and Nemitz and even maybe Seamus Casey he was probably like their fourth best defense prospect um you could probably argue he could be ahead of Seamus Casey um either way but still the Devils kept like three of their four best defense prospects and they have other guys like Topias VN and Finland who's Finland who's doing pretty well too so um, Nikita, I guess I know Devils fans really like Nikita Ahachuk, and I'm sure there are like some who are maybe a little sad to see him go because they like the physical style of play he brings. But you know, I mean, you, you, they still kept Kevin Ball. When I heard that Scott Harrington was part of the deal as a depth defender, I thought Kevin Ball was definitely going to San Jose as part of the the trade, but he didn't either. So they kept him, and Ball has looked good playing these last few games. So another. Plus, and, uh, you know, Zetterland, I think, will be a pretty decent player for San Jose. So I don't really think they did that bad in this trade. I know Devils fans were kind of, like, making fun of the Sharks for, you know, dropping the ball on this. But I thought they did fine, given the circumstances. They got a lot of value with a lot of the the pieces they got back. Um, And, you know, it it was a little... I said it in my trade um, grade piece. It was... The return was reminiscent of Taylor Hall a little bit for me. They kind of... Yeah, I was just going to say that, right? I think Sharks fans just need to be a little patient on this one, just like Devils fans were with Hall. Look look what the Hall trade turned out to be, you know? You know, know, obviously that first pick next year, knock on wood, will hopefully uh, be a be a later round pick um, just like the Coyotes one was. But look, I mean, this, this draft stacked, you know, you can get a really great player in the, in the late, in the late rounds of the first, uh, in the late uh, first round this year, just like the devils did with Dawson Mercer. So you never know. Um, so, you know, it's, yes, yeah. it, I think it's it, Sharks fans got to be patient. I know they didn't get any of the big names, but 
you know, I think they, they did get a solid return, but as a devil's fan, when you get to keep all those prospects and you're bringing in a man rocket in Timo Meyer, it's, uh, and, and just the Swiss connection, right? I mean, how yeah. many times did we hear on the interview? Four players I mean, now, even, right? Yeah, exactly. Four players. Um, and just seeing his smile, uh, on that, uh, media availability last night was just awesome. He just looks so happy. Uh, to come to the Devils, uh, all reports, every conversation he had with Fitz or Nico or uh, Lindy, it just seemed like he was pumped. Um, and to the extension portion, you know, there wasn't really enough time for them to hammer out that extension, really, in my eyes, right? Because Greer was holding out for a big package. I know Saravelli sent out a tweet. There was two teams uh, unnamed with their packages and they were decent packages that were offered, but obviously the devils had a way bigger cabinet to pull from and uh, Fitz worked his magic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I was listening to, I can't remember if, if it was 32 thoughts of Jeff Merrick show, but it was Elliot Friedman who said this, um, that he thinks one of the offers was St. Louis um, for Timo Meyer that uh, he doesn't know for sure, but he has reason to believe it was them. And I don't, think he said anything about another team specifically but um you know as far as the extension goes I, Friedman did say on the Merrick show today that uh, Meyer wasn't interested in signing an extension as part of this deal not to say that he won't want to sign an extension in the long run but as part of this deal um you know I mean that's kind of fair too yeah. right like I think he's a hot commodity right now he's what at 30 something high 30 goals yeah I think 31 um, goals and, so he's like pacing for like 45 or something like that yeah so I mean and you know also he's coming to a new team he just wants to see the fit but if everything goes well I mean as Fitz says you know Jersey's a, a hidden gem um it'll and, sell and, itself know, I, that's what he said. Exactly. Right? And, 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 and I think Nico will be quite the salesman. Yeah. I mean, he's got Nico, uh, Jonas Siegenthaler, and now Akira Schmid, uh, who can sell him on playing for the Devils. So basically, half the Swiss national team can sell him on staying around long term. So, um, yeah. yeah, I know. I, I think it was a funny, uh, funny joke today uh, during the media availability for Nico. It's like, well, if you guys make a large run in the playoffs, what's the Swiss team going to be like in the world? And he's like, well, you know, I, I hope that's the case because then they'll have to figure it out. And that means we're playing playoff hockey. So, yeah, yeah um, I saw that. Yep. Yeah. So, um, what do you think about the number choice? 96. Has there ever been a devil that wore 96? No, he's the first one. I saw that someone tweeted and um, I don't remember who, but that he is the first devil to wear 96, I think. And, uh, you know, it was his junior number. I'm pretty sure it's in his Instagram handles, like Timo Meyer 96 or something like that. Um, so, yeah, he said it was the number he wore in juniors. So, you know, I mean, with Damon Severson wearing number 28 right now, obviously can't take that. So, um, yeah, I'm not like, I don't really care about the jersey numbers, but I think it'll be kind of weird to see a player wearing the, uh, I mean, Mercer is wearing number 91 this season. So I guess it won't be as weird. But, uh, yeah, I think some of us are still used to the Lou days when it was just like numbers below 40 or whatever his rule was. Except for Alexander. Yeah, Mogilny. Yeah, he was, uh, and Yager, you know, he got the word 68, his one season with the Devils. Well, you're not really going to tell Yager to do anything. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like that with Mogilny, too. Like, you know, you can't really tell him to do anything. Who, and who should really be in the Hall yeah, of Fame? It's a, it's a travesty. He's not. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I know we got into a little bit with uh, Mrs. Fisherman, but I, I do want to touch on the pageantry of the 03. I thought it was, you know, really well done. Shout out to the Devils organization, marketing team, uh, event staff. Um, they put on a great show that night. Um, you know, and it was really nice to see uh, Mrs. Burns come out with the cup with uh, Scott Stevens, you know, it brought goosebumps anytime you see the cup in the building, but then to give that honor to her uh, with Scott was, was really just, just a really nice touch to an awesome night. Yeah. I unfortunately missed that too. Cause I was already at the wedding. I had to attend, so I didn't get to see any of the ceremony, but uh, to see some clips of it on social media and it did look pretty great. Yeah, and, and hearing some of the interviews they did before, and they were playing them on the big screen, and you know, I caught them on social media as well. It's just always, uh, always an awesome moment when you get to remember uh, the good old days as a Devils fan. But hopefully, uh, those good old days are coming back. Yeah, I mean, it sure seems like it now, especially with this Meyer trade. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we get into some of our favorite sections in the show, uh, a little bit of team news just dropped uh, before we started recording tonight. Alex, you want to fill us in on that? Uh, did some team news drop before we started recording? Uh, Fitz, Fitz dropped some interesting comments in an interview. Uh, looks like him and Brat's agent uh, are... Yeah. Uh, Do we know where that interview was? Uh, I do not. So yeah. I, it's it could have been the Jeff to, Merrick uh, show. I was listening to that segment earlier this afternoon, but I was also writing trade grades for Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty, so I didn't really catch all of it. Well, it was actually on the NHL Network. Ah, okay, so that's I why think. I didn't catch it. So um, I wasn't yep. paying more attention than I thought. Yes. Um, so I think it was on the NHL Network. But um, I, you know, you want to get into that? Yeah, I mean, if they could get him signed before the trade deadline, that'd be pretty clutch. Um, Yeah, I think as far as big moves, when it comes to trades, that's it for this trade deadline. If they're going to add someone and Fitz kind of pretty much said it himself, it'd be more depth moves at this point. So if they could hammer out an extension with Jesper Bratt before this deadline, uh, that'd be pretty sweet. I did see somewhere... Um, maybe it was Ryan Novozinski who tweeted it out with comments from Jesper Bratt, like how he's more motivated, like how acquiring Meyer doesn't motivate you more to sign a long-term deal with New Jersey. And I'm pretty sure he said like along the lines of, yes, it does. So, um, yeah, let's, all signs are pointing up, man. All signs are pointing up. If if Fitz can hammer out a deal with the notoriously tough negotiator that Jesper's agent has been over the past couple seasons, uh, that would be a massive win because uh, then he can turn all focus to Timo and, and getting that one wrapped up. But to your point, uh, it might be tough to see that one wrapped up before the season end. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I kind of would be surprised if this is something that drags out until, you know, he's arbitration eligible again. I'd be really surprised if it drags out to the 11th hour, like in the middle of August or whatever this year, whenever an arbitration date would be for him. Sounds like they're, they want to get this hammered out now. So, Hopefully it gets done sooner than later and, you know, fans don't have to sweat it out come the summer when free agency is dying down. Yeah, exactly. So uh, some some great news. Now, before we get into our segments, are, are there a couple names that come to mind from, from a depth perspective that are still out there? Or is it kind of just, you know, uh, up in the air at this point? Uh, yeah, I mean, the one name, and now you have to really start thinking about the salary cap. The Devils, as of now, have like, I think, $1.3 million in deadline salary cap. Um, so you have to be conscious of that. 
the the name that sticks out to me is Nick Bukestad from Arizona. Uh, he has like a $900,000 cap hit, so they can make that work. Um, he's pretty solid. He's big. He's six foot six, like 210 pounds or something like that. Uh, he's done pretty well in like a middle six role for the Coyotes this season. Uh, he can play center or right wing. Uh, he's not great on faceoffs, so I could actually see him as a winger on a line with Wood and McLeod, um, with Bastion kind of rotating in there. Um, so that's one name I'm looking at. You know, Max Domi does make a lot of sense, but his $3 million cap hit, I think, kind of puts him out of the equation at this point. So, well, so they have 1.5 left in cap space, right? And that will accrue for a couple more days. Um, yeah. If they were to get Max, you know, you need Chicago to eat eat some of that or or get a third team involved. Um, you know, he, he's a feisty player that can put the puck in the net. I mean, he, he would be a great bottom six winger for the Devils. But, I, you know, to your point, I don't know if that's happening at this yeah, point. Yeah, I would be surprised if, like, a, I would consider Domi a sort of biggish move because he's played pretty well this season. Um, and the past couple of weeks, he's been on fire, yeah, too. Yeah, he's been, yeah, with Patrick Kane uh, going on his little heater, uh, trying to motivate his, you know, people will be like, come get me from Chicago. Uh, Domi's cashed in on that too, so um, we'll see what happens. I I do like Domi as a fit for the Devils offensively, but defensively he's uh, he's a liability. Yeah, they would have to figure out how to cover that up. Uh, so that's definitely something. If you put him on a line with Hall and Palat, you know that could work out. Yeah, it could. It definitely could. But they, I, I don't know. I I would be surprised if that happened. I'd be looking more towards uh, Nick Bukestad types. I also wouldn't be surprised if they were looking for defensive depth, maybe. Um, as the, you know, I know Friedman today threw out the name Rocco Gudis. Yeah. What do you think about that? Not with the Devils specifically. I did hear that. No, no, yeah. no. Just as like maybe a potential piece that the Panthers might be willing to part with. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gudis uh, doesn't have a great reputation because uh, of some of his antics, but he is legitimately good, like bottom pair defender. Um, I just I don't know what his cap it is to be honest off the top of my head. And he's tough as nails too. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure his cap hit is less than Domi's three million dollar um hit. So if they can make that work, sure, why not? But um, I mean they're pretty good on defense. I think more for me it would be trying to shore up the bottom six of the team right now, especially since Ruff wasn't really playing Bastion before they traded Zetterlin in the Meyer deal. So if they can find another forward that plays how they want to. Or at least gives them a different, maybe a different look like Bukestad would. Then I can see them going for that. Yeah, I I don't have that much familiarity with Bukestad. Is he a good skater? Can he keep up with the team? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, he's six foot six, like two hundred ten pounds. Like I don't know what his skating ability is. Um, but he can score and adds a little bit of size. So um, you know, we'll see if they think he's a fit and he can play with the pace that they need him to. Yeah, well, time will tell. I know Fitz said that the team was going to be back in the office bright and early today, so maybe they're trying to hammer something, one last deal out to to uh, add to this arms race uh, that is the Eastern Conference and the Metro Division. Yeah, I mean, he did say it's um, he they might not be done, so we'll just have to wait and see until Friday. Yeah, all right. Stay tuned. Now, uh, let's get into our favorite sections of the show. Stat attack! All right, Alex, do you have a stat for us? Um, yeah, so I'm kind of pulling this one up. Oh, wrong page. There we go. Yeah, so um, obviously going to do something Timo Meyer eccentric here because it's Timo time. 
Um, it's Timo time. Yeah, so pretty simple. Um, what I'm going with here, he's um, you know prior to the trade, uh, he was averaging 1.15 goals per 60 minutes at five on five, um, which led the Sharks. He was their most efficient five on five scorer, which I don't think, or at least goal scorer, uh, which I don't think should surprise too many people, considering he has what 31 goals. Um, I put him just a little bit ahead of. of Evgeny Sveshnikov, the brother of Andre, and Nico Sturm in terms of efficiency on the the Sharks, and you know the, from their top six players, only Logan Couture was uh, the closest. Um, let me see if I can just pull up the Devils numbers here to put that in comparison um, to see you know where his five on five goal scoring would. I'm sure, Jack is pretty close to that. Yeah, so Jack <laughs> Jack's averaging one point seven eight goals per sixty minutes, which is insane. Um, but uh, Myers' rate, which has put him in between uh, Hughes and Jesper Bratt um, as the team's second most efficient 5-on-5 goal scorer. Dawson Mercer has slowly crept up there now at 1.05 with his little scoring tear lately. So the Devils are getting one of the most efficient 5-on-5 goal scorers in the league. Um, and is, So what you're telling me is he's good, right? Yeah, is that what you're saying? pretty much. Um, he scores a lot of goals at 5-on-5, and he's a very efficient goal scorer at that. And as you'll see in my article... For infernal access, uh, which I'm definitely going to have out on Tuesday morning. Uh, just stick them on a line with Jack Hughes and just rat and let them go. Let them go, baby. Yeah, um, yeah mine is uh, Timo centric as well. Um, with the Devils acquiring Timo Meyer yesterday, there are only two instances in which the Devils have acquired a team's outright leading goal scorer during a season. The first, uh, the first being in 2010, Ilya Kovalchuk from Atlanta. And the second one's actually kind of surprising, uh, and it was due to a lot of empty net goals. But that being in 2018 with Michael Grabner and the New York Rangers, and uh, I, I got that one from the NHL's PR department. Uh, so shout out to them for that stat. But, uh, you know, this is uh, – I'm just so happy right now. This is unreal. Uh, this is going to be awesome. Um <laughs> And, you know, obviously Ilya Kovalchuk is more in the elk of Timo Meyer than, than the Michael Grabner yeah, acquisition. Sure. Um, even though Michael Grabner, he had some wheels on him, boy. Yeah, um, but that was about it. Too, but, yeah, um, that was got, got a, in on him a little bit too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think that's a wrap on stat attack. Now let's enter the dungeon. Dun, dun, dun. Alex, who are you throwing in the dungeon this week? Uh, yeah, so this is a tough one because even though the Devils lost the game, I thought they were the better team, obviously, in all three of their games. But um, at least from the two games that I saw, I thought Andre Palat was uh, struggling a little bit. And, you know, last time we threw Andre Palat in the dungeon, he went on a bit of a scoring tear. So um, it'll be interesting to see. And we know he's, we know he's a listener. Yeah, too. yeah, he must have been a listener because as soon as we aired that episode, he just went on a little bit of a tear in January. So... Um, you know, I'm I'm interested to see what the lines are gonna look like with Timo Meyer. I don't think Ruff is gonna do anything too crazy to start because he just kind of want Meyer to settle in. But um, yeah, Plot kind of just been quiet the last few games, and I think uh, the Devils need a little bit more from him if he's gonna be in that depth role. Um, maybe try to find some line mates that will gel with him in that third line kind of role. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's an easy one. Um... But I also think it's probably due to him being bumped down the lineup yeah, a little I bit agree. too. So hopefully, 
once they get that third line figured out now that Timo's in there um, probably you, you slot in Sharon Govich on that third line with them yeah um, but for me I'm gonna put the power play in the uh, dungeon uh, power plays looked a little anemic as of late uh, almost uh, reminiscent of last year with almost a momentum killer some games uh, especially this week so hopefully that power play uh, and, and all signs are gonna point towards it when you add someone like Timo uh, the power play should pick up. It might take a couple games to gel or a couple practices to feel everyone's tendencies out. But yeah, for me this week, uh, the power play is definitely going in the dungeon. Yeah, that's a fair one. Yeah. So, um, and 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 you know, I know last week I threw the Devils fans in the dungeon. Uh, you guys still weren't patient, so uh, but it did pay <laughs> off, right? So we did get Timo. Yeah. So, it worked out. Uh, it did work out. It did work out. So hopefully you guys don't hate me too much. Um, and I think that's a wrap on the dungeon. Now let's let let's get into the three stars of the week. Alex, who's going to be your third star? Yeah, so third star, I'm going with my boy Tomas Tatar. Um, had a good week. Obviously started the comeback against the Kings. Also had two primary assists. Um, he had the, a nice backhanded pass on Mercer's game-tying goal against the Kings as well. Uh, just playing some good hockey lately. And, uh, you know, for the time being, you got to keep him together with Heischer and, um, you know, Mercer because you don't want to break up that line. And hopefully Meyer settles in, on you know, with Jack and probably Jasper, I would think. So, um, but yeah, I think Tatar had a really good week in the two games that I saw. Um, so hopefully he keeps it up on that top line. Definitely, definitely. I think that's a great selection. For me, it's actually going to be Nico. I'm going to go Nico with the third star this week. Game-winning goal. A bunch of points in the Flyers game as well. Um, You know, we're just going to throw the Canadians game out the window because that was just a poor game uh, from a a score standpoint. But I think they still played well. But for me, I think Nico's back on track. He's starting to feel it the past couple weeks. Uh, his shot. I mean, that sh- that goal he had against the the Flyers was an absolute rip. Um, and then also he has just found Dawson in the slot multiple times. I mean, that pass that he had to Dawson in the Flyers game, um, they put it up on Twitter against the Arnott Eliash uh, pass that won the cup uh, against the Stars in 2000. Uh, so that was, you know, very reminiscent of that. Um, so it, it was awesome. So yeah, for me, Nico, third star of the week. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and for your second star, who are you throwing in? Uh, so I'm going to put Jack in there. He, you know, I, I the the Jack Sharon Govich Brat line was a little disappointing given their past output together, but Jack was still very good. Um, I mean, he had 13 well, shots. Don't forget, Jesper had a goal too, a bunch of goals this week as well. Yeah, no, it's just like at five on five, that line. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I know you're a stack guy. Yeah, you're they weren't guy. really controlling play um, like I thought they would, but uh, Jack was still really good. I mean, he tied Dawson Mercer for the team lead in points this week. He had five points. Jack had 13 shots on goal and only one goal, so kind of a little snake bit in this past week. And the, the you know he still had 12 scoring chances. Um, now. I would think Timo's going to get a shot with him to start off whenever Timo's healthy from the injury he was dealing with with San Jose. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jack, maybe not quite where he was before the injury, but he's still pretty playing pretty well. And if he gets back to where he was before the injury, I mean, look out. Just got to clean up those 
those turnovers. Yeah, some of the defensive silly turnovers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, that's not really a concern with him long term. He's been pretty good in that regard. But yeah, I agree with that. He's got to clean that up a little bit. Yeah. So for me, uh, this might be a little shocking, but I'm going to go with Dawson Mercer as the second oh, star this week. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, Dawson, uh, I'm pretty sure he's probably your first. Yeah, star, he but, was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll get that one out of the way. So I'll go two uh, one here. But yeah, Dawson's uh, my second star of the week. Absolute heater for the from the kid from Newfoundland. Uh, a fan favorite for Mama Fisherman. Uh, I think that's her favorite devil. Um, so Don't blame her. Uh, just really, yeah, I'm just really happy to see that kid uh, doing well. Really hitting his stride now. Really playing up to the expectations that we've kind of hoped after the first season we had with Dawson. Um, and now uh, hopefully he just continues this into what's going to be a pretty tough March, right? Yeah. So um, now that we have that first line clicking, we got the big acquisition coming in to really round out that second line. I mean, l- let's be honest, it's two, two number one lines, right? Um, so, you know, really happy to see that. Um, but my first star of the week is the one, the only, Tom Fitzgerald, uh, baby. That's a good one. It's got to go. Yeah. It's got to go to Tom, right? Yeah. It's got to be that's Tom. A good one. It's you know, bringing in Timo. He even gave a nod to the fans, saying, you know, he heard the chance. He heard the we want Timo chance. Um, you know, he he said this was not only a. Uh, a reward for how well the team's playing, but this is a reward for the fans. The fans wanted this one. He got the big fish. He brought him in at a very reasonable price. Um, it looks like he's going to lock up this Brat deal. All signs are pointing that way, and hopefully he locks up Timo long term. And there's your there's your top six for the next foreseeable future, seven eight years, right? If we can get both yeah. of these guys ra- mm-hmm. locked up at, at, at team friendly deals, not team friendly, but you know a little less than market value. And that's what we've seen with a lot of these big cup contenders. You have, you have players that take deals so that, you know, you can sign other players as well. So kudos to Tom, because, you know, Tom's done it once again, he's owned the trade market. He's built this team from the ashes. Um, And, you know, and I, I honestly, I think we need to give a little tip of the cap to Shiro too. There was that one thread that I read through. I think everyone read through on Twitter this week. I forget who put it out there. Do you? Do you? No, do you I don't give um, Might have been Julie Robenheimer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Julie Robenheimer put out a great thread that really tipped the the cap to Shiro and the asset building that he did. Um, he he didn't get the credit at the time because the Devils were still in the basement, um, but. You know, he did a great job building this team and Fitz really just just hit the ground running from there and yeah. has has built this defense into something formidable. He finally got as a goaltender and he he signed Jack and, to, and Nico to some great deals. He brought in the big fish of Dougie Hamilton and now he brought even in the bigger fish, the shark, Timo Meyer. So shout out to Tom Fitzgerald, baby. Yeah, that's a good first star. I'm not going to even argue with that at all because there's no argument to be had. Yeah, exactly. Um, should we look at the week ahead? Yeah, we got another West Coast trip, if I'm not mistaken, right before the March March hell begins. Well, this is the start of the March hell. That's true. Yeah, it will be March 1st on Wednesday. That is correct. I have no idea what day it is. So. <laughs> Oh man, getting Alex post wedding is has been something post great. Post wedding, the um, late team of Meyer trade, I just haven't slept in like days at this point. So you know, fans, you should really appreciate 
what Alex is doing here because he's he's uh, this this is almost like Patrick Mahomes after the Super Bowl, uh, not sleeping for two days. I think we all need to send Alex to Disneyland after this. Seriously. Um, so we got we you know we got the Avs uh, on Wednesday, we got the Knights on Friday, and then uh, uh, what we hope to be a layup with the Coyotes on Sunday. Um, let's start with the Avs game. The first game we played the Avs, they were a little bit uh, injury bug. I think they still um, are but, too. Yeah, they still are, but you know they're still a wagon, right? Yeah. They're still a really good. They team. could still They've win still the West. Yeah, they. I still think they're going to be the team that comes out of the West yeah, when it's all said and I. done, um, because everyone in the West is selling. Um, I guess you can call the Knights a buyer with getting Barbashev. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on, and somebody's got to be a buyer in that conference. Someone's got to step up at some point. Yeah, exactly, because the stars are falling from the sky. Oh yeah, nice little joke there. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the avalanche the avalanche are still the cream of the crop right yeah. um they, they're still lacking some depth that they have that they had in previous seasons but that happens when you sign you know a miko ranton and a mckinnon and a and a land a landeskog to some pretty significant deals there um they beat them one nothing right yeah it was, it was a, good a one game. nothing game it was a great game. I think that was the start of the the V Tech. Yep. Uh, if I'm not, that's where that was kind of like a coming out party for him. Yeah, he had the shutout, and you know it was like a really tight checking game, and he stepped up in that one. Yeah, and I think that was also a game for the Devils where you're like, all right, this team might have something. Yeah. Here, right. I think that's where people like, started oh. noticing them. Like, oh, they just did that against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Like that was kind of impressive. Yeah, it almost had a playoff game type of feel. Um, so, you know, I know it's in their building now. This quite possibly might be the first game for Timo. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see on his health. We'll see on his health. Um, we got a couple days until then, but, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Um, and then, and then they, and then they go into Vegas on Friday and hopefully they don't catch the Vegas flu. Uh, and hopefully this team means business now and hopefully Nico, make sure it has a strict curfew uh, for everyone on Thursday night. Um, and then, and then you know, the, the, the Knights are okay. Yeah, right? they've but got I some injuries Devils, too. You know, Mark Stone not being there. Um, they might have a Eichel's not. Yeah. Eichel's not the same player that he was in previous seasons. Um, goaltending is definitely. Yeah, and long as well. Logan Thompson's out still, I think, right? Um, so, yeah, they, they're missing some key pieces as well. Yeah, so I mean, and then and then you go into a Coyotes team where, you know, there could quite possibly be an Arizona flu now being on ASU's campus, yeah. uh, especially with a young Devils team that uh, got a couple man rockets. So you never know; <laughs> we might miss Miles Wood on that game, but who knows? We are having uh, a time tonight. <laughs> yeah, we are having a time tonight. Um, but with all things said and done, I'm hoping for at least four out of six points here. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I'm actually uh, really looking forward to mullet arena. Um, it's obviously not the same as being there, but I kind of want to see what it looks like on TV. Um, yeah. And I expect some, I expect some, some, some devil's fans to be there. It's a big retiree state, a yeah. big transplant state. I hope, to, I hope we get it, you know, at least a couple hundred devil's fans in a 5,000 seat arena. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure there will be because when the Rangers played there a couple months ago, I think it was like basically a Rangers home game. So yeah, it wouldn't be surprising me if there were some devil's fans there too, but I'm just kind of, and the, the 
the Coyotes are not a good team, but they are kind of scrappy. Like they've been beating teams that they should not be beating. Part of that is because Karel Valmelka is a really good goalie. But um, yeah, I'm just interested to see what the environment's like, and kind of interested to see what Lindy Ruff and some of the other players will have to say about it. Yeah, and, and shout out to Mike in Philly because I told him to definitely take the under on the Coyotes, and that's not trending as as hot as I thought it would be. I don't. So, yeah, it, I don't think anyone thought it would. They, you know, they would miss the under on that. So yeah, so so shout out to Mike in Philly. Uh, he did get engaged this weekend, so I don't feel that bad. Um, well, congratulations, but, uh, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mike and Philly for the engagement. Um, but yeah, uh, they're they're scrappy, right? Yeah. They, and they play well. And they play well at Mullet Arena. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. That's what I think seven on Sunday, right? So it's not too late. Yeah. But um, yeah, the other two games is two. You know, I mean, the, the Devils have had their way against the Western Conference for the most part this season, but the, they will be playing especially the Pacific Division. This is the last Pacific Division game, I believe. Yeah, I yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right on that. I'm. I don't even think they really have any like games outside of the Eastern or Central Time Zone after this little trip. So. Um, this is the last Western Time Zone yes. game. Uh, well, no, actually, none of them are actually. T- Vegas would no be because yeah, Vegas is uh, three hours behind. I think that's a ten p.m. game, right? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure. Well, it is a ten p.m. game, but Vegas is in the Mountain Time Zone. Is it? I thought it was in the Pacific Time Zone. Well, either way, it's their last trip out there. So um... we we don't do facts on this podcast. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's their last trip out west, um, and they're playing two of the better teams in the Western Conference, so another good measuring stick for them. Definitely. Two playoff teams and and Mullet Arena. I feel like we're just just wrapping it up here. Yeah, so... um, Again, just a giddy time, as you can tell. We're we're super giddy. Uh, we're lo- it's been a long time since we've like yeah. done this. They've right? never really like, made like a trade like this. I guess since Kovalchuk, right? That was just the last time they pulled off a trade like that. Yeah, and we had to sell, you know, portion of Broad Street in Newark to get them. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a good time to be a Devils fan. And with that, I think we're gonna put a yeah. Put I think, a pin I think in we gotta luck. stop it here. Um, shout out to Mrs. Fisherman for making her debut uh, appearance, yeah, she, and she help. will be back hopefully. You know, I'll have to, I'll have to do a couple more loads of laundry or something to get her back on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get another member of the Fisherman family yeah. on before maybe uh, Papa Mrs. Fisherman, Fisherman or something. I don't know. Oh, we're definitely getting Papa. Fisherman yeah, he, on, he would but. be a good time. I don't have any doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, thanks again, guys, for all the all the listeners, and we're super pumped uh, for this home stretch in March. So, um, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, and please check out uh, Alex's pieces on Infernal Access and Hockey Writers. And uh, with that being said, that's episode twenty-one in the books. Let's go, Devils! Let's go, Devils!